0: Amen. Amen. God is so good. Thank you so much. Church, we are so excited to be with you. Again, 2021. I hope you enjoyed last year. Even in the midst of the pandemic, we've seen the faithfulness of God. And so here we are, the very first Sunday of 2021. Listen, if you're there, can you just just type in God is good? Can you type in God is good? And if you're here in person, can you tell me God is good? All the time. Some of you don't know. And then after all the time? Okay, you got it. All right. Man, I'm excited to be with you again. My name is Jack Gonzalez. I'm the lead pastor here at Mosaic Life Church. Again, we also have some friends joining us from Sacramento Dream Center Church. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, pastor Alex and Bithia Williams, you did a wonderful job with our worship team today. And uh, thank you so much for that. Um, To get started here today, we kick off a brand new message series titled The Call. And it's something that God's impressed in my heart, something that God's working in us, and I believe that He's leading us to in this next season. Listen, I believe that God wants to do some extraordinary things in your life that you will never forget. Now, while there's probably some things that happened in 2020 that you'll say, hey, I'll never forget, I believe that in the beginning of this year, God wants to do and work in some areas that you will never forget and will become a marker in your life. And so this is an opportunity for us to lean in on God and seek him. So I ask you all, everybody here in the back, in the front, online, at home, while you're eating your Lucky Charms, are you ready? Do you want what God wants for you? Do you want what God wants for you? Is that what you want? Do you desire that? As with all of our message series, we have a central passage. Our central passage is, can be found in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and in verses 26-29. through 29. Now, this sermon series is largely focused around the life of the Apostle Peter. However, this passage from the Apostle Paul, I think, really sums up where we're going over this series. And it says this in verse 26. So that no one may boast before him. See, God chose what you might not expect. Come on, somebody. God chose what you might not expect. But the love of God has entered and transformed and changed. And here we are today, tuning in to God and what he wants to do. Listen, let's take a moment to pray. And we're going to jump into part one of our series. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. And we thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, for another year that we enter into the very first Sunday of 2021. God, as we engage in your presence and we engage in your word, God, would you open our hearts, would you open our minds, and would you reveal the truth in your scripture? God, I just pray your blessing now. I pray, God, that you would just send a wave of refreshment over your church and you would strengthen your church, God, like never before. Help us, God, to, to lean in, God, and to choose you above everything else. We thank you and in the name of Jesus we pray, amen. I asked you and I'll ask you again, who wants what God has for them? Listen, let me get started this way. Have you ever waited in a really long line waiting for your name to be called and wondering if they forgot about you? Anybody who been in just a really long, long line wondering? Maybe it was at the DMV and you got that number because you didn't make an appointment. Hello and you're there and then you saw the number skip over and you thought, what about you? Or you're on the phone and they got that elevator music playing you're wondering if anyone's gonna pick up the phone. Or you chose the callback option and you're still waiting for the call. Or you're in that Chick-fil-A line. Come on somebody, I like Chick-fil-A. Got two lines kind of merge into one. Or My wife and I at Costco at the beginning of the pandemic trying to get some toilet paper. Hey, we've been in some long lines. Listen, let me, let me let me re-say it. Let me let me say it this way. I have always loved playing pickup basketball. I loved it. You know, just playing, just... Whew, some of you know. Some of you know. I've really, really always enjoyed it. It's, it's There's something about it that I, I've always just enjoyed. And, and you'd probably look at me and say, Wow, yeah, he's pretty good. I bet you he's great. He could try out for the Sacramento Kings. He's probably really good. However, <laughs> however... I've had my fair share of being the odd guy out, not picked or picked last because of no choice. Listen, brother, we, we got nobody else. Why don't you? You've seen that movie, White Man Can't Jump? Listen, <laughs> there was one time and I was on the court and it was out there and we're going to play, uh, you know, pick up basketball. I was out there. And, you know, I'm just kind of thinking I'm going to play on the other court, maybe shoot around a little bit. And, you know, there's guys running. They're playing. They're playing. And then they're going to pick teams. And one of the guys, he picks me. And he picks me first. And I was like, me? Me? He's like, yeah, you over here with me. And I was like, I says, confidently. I was like, okay, yeah, let's, let's do it then. We're going we're gonna to run these guys. Because I was just going to shoot around over there. Maybe somebody picks me later. What I want to say to you is this, because maybe you have a story like that. The point I want to make is this. is There may be times when you hear your name and you're like, it's about time. It's about time that it's my turn. It's about time that I receive my blessing. It's about time that I get some recognition. It's about time somebody put some respect on my name. It's about time I get recognized. And then maybe there are times... When you hear your name and you're like, are you sure you got the right person? Because I'm not sure I deserve that. I'm not sure I'm ready for that. I'm not sure I can do that. I'm not sure I'm, I'm qualified for that. But what I want to tell you all here this morning is this. Is that the God of the universe is picking you. The God of the universe is calling you. The God of the universe says, I want you. And maybe it's not because you've been waiting for him. Maybe it's it's because you didn't ever think that he would call you. But today, as we kick off this series, The Call, and we look at the life of Peter, God is telling Peter, listen, Peter, I want you. I want you. And I know that maybe there's some Peters watching today because I think we all got a little bit of Peter inside of us. And I want to say this message is for you today. And maybe you're watching right now, and some of you, God is calling you to just to turn the whole thing around. You've been in sin. You've been doing the wrong thing. God is calling you just to to turn it around. And others of you, maybe you've been walking with the Lord for some time, but you've been on the bench, and you haven't really been in the game. And God is calling you, listen, dust them off and step into the things that I have for you. Trust me, because I'm good and faithful in your life. And I desire the best for your life. So today, we look at a moment when Jesus picks and calls Peter. And we're going to jump into Matthew chapter 4 and verses 18 through 20. You ready? Here it is on the screen. You're following along in your message notes. It says this in Matthew chapter 4 and verses 18 through 20. While walking by the Sea of Galilee, while walking by, while Jesus is walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers. Simon, who's called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Verse 19. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. That's it. There's the moment. Jesus calls them, they drop their nets, they follow him. It's a moment Jesus walks by, sees two brothers, calls them, says, this is what I'm going to do in your life. They drop their nets and they follow him. You think, hey, that's, that's kind of crazy. See, what you may not know is they had already known Jesus for about a year at this time. See, just prior to this, they had already known him. John the Baptist, who prepares the way for Jesus... He's coming and he's preaching about the kingdom of God and he's leading people towards repentance as he's baptizing people into water. And he's and he's now at this point build up some disciples and on one particular day as they're gathered, he says, he, 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 Jesus walks by and he says, look, there goes the Lamb of God. There goes the Lamb of God, and they understood that that meant the Messiah. That was the Christ. They go, There goes the Christ. The Christ is walking by. They had been waiting for this, and it's happening right now here in this moment. And, and so one of them, Andrew, and a few of them, they, they come up. Well, I'm, I'm going to go find the Christ. I'm going to go talk to him. And then Andrew goes, finds his brother Simon, and says, Simon, listen, we found the Christ. Would you come with me? And he takes Simon over to go meet Jesus. And then I want you to listen to their encounter and in John chapter 1, at verse 42. It says this. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Looking intently at Simon, looking intently, looking, Jesus said, your name is Simon, son of John. This is who you are. This is your earthly name. This is what you're recognized by. But you will be called Cephas, which means Peter. See, this is what you had been called, but this is going to be your destiny. These are the things that you couldn't even imagine, but I'm about to work in your life. See, see this is Aramaic, corresponding with the Greek petros, which means a mass of rock separated from from the living rock. Jesus calls Peter a huge rock. You're like, what's up, man? I'm the big rock. You heard of the rock? I'm the big rock. Or Peter could have took it the other way and said, Jesus, you call me a big for nothing rock? What's that about? But Jesus meant something so much more specific and significant. You see, as that moment happens, time continues to pass. And now in this moment, Andrew and Peter are back in the boats and they're doing what they have always done, fish, fish. And so they are casting their nets and fishing for fish. And what happens is Jesus approaches them And Andrew and Peter dropped their nets, not in water, but they followed Jesus. They have the testimony of John the Baptist, and they have witnessed for themselves who Jesus is. So for just a moment, as we continue to get into this, allow me to be the John the Baptist of your life and tell you this. Let me tell you that Jesus is alive and well. Let me tell you that Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father. And let me tell you that our Heavenly Father sees you, recognizes you, knows you, and is picking you, and is calling you. Some of you to turn the whole thing around and to get right with him. And some of you to get off the bench because it's time to get back in the game. Pastor, are you sure of me? One hundred percent. God wants to use you. God wants you to use you to serve the kingdom of God. And God wants you to walk in intimacy with him. See, God sees Peter. But I want you to understand very importantly, God sees you. He sees you. You? Yes, you. He sees you. So why does God call me? What does God look for? Why me? What does God look for? Listen, I'm going to make it as plain as possible today, as simple as possible. Ordinary people just like you and me. That's what God looks for, ordinary people just like you and me. You know, for the longest time, I struggled with why God called me into ministry. I really struggled with that. I looked at my family line, and I said, God, why? My parents aren't pastors. My grandparents aren't pastors. My great-great-grandparents aren't pastors. I have no aunts, no uncles, no cousins, no neighbors, nobody on the other side of the block. God, I don't even, I, I just, I know a pastor. But God, how could you possibly be calling me? I have no experience in this, God. I love you, God, but how? Why, God? You see, I wanted to find a way to disqualify myself. I wanted to find a way to just to say, God, you know, it's just not a good time. The season's not right, God. It's just, it's just not, going, it's not going to work out. I was trying to treat it almost as if it was jury duty, and I'm trying to get out of it. God, you know what, maybe I can greet twice, I, I don't know about that, God, maybe, maybe, I'm just not sure if it's a good season for me, or maybe I'll teach later on, but I, God, I just don't even know, what did I even teach about, God, what would, what would that even look like? I was, I was attempting to get God to change his mind about me, and God was like, no, you're who I want, you're who I've always wanted. And some of you have gone around circle and circle and, and, and try to get out of it and try to do this, but you, you're missing the best part of what God has for you. God, I don't have this, or God, I don't have that, or I don't know where to begin, or I can't afford it. I don't, what will people think? It'll change everything. Yeah, it will. It will. But it's also the best part of life. Walking. And what God has for you is the best part of life. I asked you as we began this today, do you want what God has for you? Not what do you want what you want for you? Do you want what God has for you? Do you want that? You know, I hear people all the time, uh, you know, say the word uh, or the phrase YOLO, right? You only live once. First of all, that's not true. You're Christian, we, we're about to live twice. Okay, eternity is coming. But in a manner of speaking, if it was really YOLO, I'm going to challenge you to step into the things of God because you only get this opportunity once. See, what I want you to understand is that God picked you before you had or did not have anything you have or don't have. See, in Jeremiah chapter 1, and verse 5, it says, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. God speaking to the prophet Jeremiah. He's calling him. But God has always known him. God has always known you. Well, you think about my life and the way it's set up and the way I worked with my parents. No, God has always known you. Yeah, but there was no purpose and intention. Yes, God has always known you. He appointed Jeremiah to be a prophet to the nations. But he's also handpicking you for something specific as well. Listen, single mom. God wants to use you. Hey, Dad out there, I'm trying to tell you, God is trying to do something so significant in your life. Allow God, young person, would you hear me today? If you'll trust God, if you'll step into it, you'll experience something that will change your life forever. And it's better than you could have ever imagined. Let me reread the passage for you. Our main passage today, Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 through 20. This is this. While walking by the Sea of Galilee, Jesus, while walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw. Someone say he saw. Would you type it in there? He saw two brothers, Simon, which, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea. For they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and they followed him. He saw, Jesus saw two people. You see, the, the word saw here is very important. The Greek word here for saw is, is ido, right? Epsilon, uh, iota, delta, and omega. Come on, somebody, my Greek, I've been working on it. But it means to perceive and to know, to perceive and know. You see, it's not just that Jesus is walking by and he perceives two brothers. He knows two brothers, but he knows them, knows them. I want you to get this. He knows them, knows them. Because in the moment, the minute that you thought yourself that God doesn't see me, God doesn't recognize me, God's working in their life, but he doesn't know me. I want you to know this. God sees you and God knows you. He's been there every step of the way. He's seen every decisions, everything you've went through, everything you've endured. Every time that you made a left when you should have made a right, he saw that. But even in that, his arms are so wide open and he welcomes you. And he says, listen, I know you've done what you've done, but come home. Trust me, let your next step be your best step. Allow me to work in your life. I know you've made those mistakes. I know you've doubted. I know you were in that relationship that you weren't supposed to be in. I know you've tried to disqualify yourself. And God's saying, listen, I see you. I see you and I know you and I'm still picking you. I still desire you. I make all things new. And I'll tell you this, every single time that I've tried to disqualify myself, there goes the open arms of God. There goes, God, listen, 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 son, listen, my child. I know that right now you're dealing with that, but I, listen, trust me, hand it to me. I love you and I got you. You're stressed, you're overwhelmed, you're dealing with it. But allow me to work it out in your life. May your next decision be your best decision. Man, it's so easy to stand back, you know, and... And watch someone else's life. No God, you 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 forgave them again, and God's like, I forgave you too. Go and sin no more. I'm still picking you. In Romans chapter eleven and verse twenty nine, it says this: For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. I'm going to say that for the Apostle Paul, he says he says this: For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. You think God gave you that talent by accident? You, you, you think it was the universe that gave you that. No, it was God. It was God. You, you think that that, that, that your smarts or your intelligence or, or you earned that. No, that was the grace of God before you even knew God. It's the gift of God. In James chapter 1 and verse 17, it says this: every good and perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows among somebody. See what we forget sometimes it's, it's, it's God who's been working this out in your life. It's been God who's been developing you along the way. It's, it's God who's allowed you to experience it. It's God who's gifted you, it's sitting there and it's on the bench and it's not being used. And God's like, listen, I've been bringing you through this process of refining and changing and growing and developing. God's call of your life is irrevocable. He hasn't given up on you. He's still waiting for you. He's waiting for you to step into what he's calling you to. Step into it. Step into it. Take a step of faith waiting for you to use the gifts that he's given you. God sees and knows. I want you to hear this today. Maybe you're here today and maybe the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. Maybe you're at home and you're watching you're like, man. Maybe you're in a time and a season where you just got to turn it around. Listen, mediocre is not going to cut it anymore. Just okay is just not going to work. God is asking you to step into his love, step into his mercy, his grace, his forgiveness. Step into, God wants to send a wave of refreshment over the church. For some of you, God wants to bring you in. And some of you, God wants to strengthen you and set your mind and your heart free like never before. God wants you to step into those areas. God called you for them and God wants to release an anointing over your life to do it. He's waiting for you to step in. Now is the time. Paul tells Timothy in Timothy chapter 1, verse 6, he says, this is, this is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. Fan into flame, right? Fan, fan into flame, fan it, right? You've been there at the campfire, right? You, you, you've been there at the fire pit and the, the fire is getting low, And you got to kind of fan it a little. Blow it. Just kind of fan it. Just get it going. It's dying. The fire is dying. Will you fan it just a little? Just listen. If you're willing to fan it, God will take care of the rest. The fire will burn hotter than it's ever burned in your life. You think about back to the glory days when it was so great, when you got saved, when it was just amazing. Wow, God is about to, If if you'll do it, God will make the fire burn hotter than it's ever been before. The passion, the excitement, the energy, the gifts, the tools, the opportunities. God will do it in your life. God will do it in your life. God is not done with you. Fan it and it will burn hotter than it ever had in the past. Just fan it a little. Just fan it a little. Say, God, this is where it's at. God, this is what I've been dealing with. God, God, I want to be back in the game. God, forgive me for it. God, I just want to fan it. Just fan it. Hand it over to him. God, this is how you've gifted me. God, this is what it's been. This is what you've called me. God, this is what you're saying. You might not think you're worth it. You might not think that you're qualified but let there be no mistake the creator of the universe the author and the perfecter the sustainer of it all he's picking you yes you you peter was a fisherman peter and andrew that that was their thing every day they go out on the boat throw out their nets Pulling fish, take it to the market, sell them. Next day, go into the boat, cast out their nets, take the fish, go out to the market and sell them. your are fishermen. That's all they knew. But Jesus saw what they didn't see in themselves. And I'm simply trying to tell you that today. I'm just trying to tell you what the Word of God says over your life. That God sees in you what you may you stopped seeing in yourself. Maybe you have never seen it. And he walks up to them and says, listen, listen, you you two, follow me. And I'm going to make you fishers of men. They dropped their nets and they followed him. They walked with him. Jesus says, listen, you're Simon. That's your earthly name. I'm about to give you identity. I'm about to release purpose over your life. Purpose. Will someone say purpose? Come on. You're going to be a massive rock separated from the living rock. And on this rock, come on somebody, God is not done with you. See I had no idea what it meant to be a pastor, none, I, 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 I didn't. But God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Let God do it in your life. Simple as that. Let me, let, me, let me say it again. God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the call. So let God do it in your life. So here's my challenge as we close today. I ask you again. Do you want the best that God has for you? Do you want the best? Because it could be so easy to say, God, you know, God, I want good things. Would you bless me? God, would you give me the desires of my heart? God, would you do that? Absolutely. God knows the desires of your heart. God wants to work in there. But I'm, I'm not asking you that. I'm asking you, do you want the best that God has for you? Do you want that? Do you want it? God, do you want the best? God, do you want the best? I'm asking you. Guys, do you want the best that God has for you? And if the answer is yes, it's going to take a step of faith. You're going to have to step out. You're going to have to step, take a step of faith. You're going to have to trust him. Surrender your life to God. Surrender your choices to God. Surrender what you cannot control and what you can control. Surrender the unknowns to God. And if you do so, you're about to step into your best life. Your best life. Say it again, YOLO. You only live once. Step into your best life with God. He is so good and he's so faithful. Let me take a moment to pray for you. We're gonna get. Heavenly Father, we thank you. God, you're so good and you're so faithful. Here we are on the very first Sunday of 2021. Father, we thank you that we're here today. Thank you that you've brought us to this moment. But I know, Holy Spirit, you're speaking to us and you're ministering us. You're calling us and you're challenging us, God. God, do we want what's best? Do we want your best in our lives? God, we're making a decision for that today. God, there's some things that we can't control. There's some unknowns in our life, God. Some things we might be overwhelmed or worried or concerned about, God. But I know, Lord, would you just speak it over us, God. That if we'll trust you, we'll step into it, you'll work out the rest. The fire will burn hotter than it ever burns, Lord. Now we'll walk into our best life yet. Father, I just ask your blessing now. Maybe there's somebody who's listening, watching, or here today that says, you know what, i got to turn it all around. God, I hear your voice, God, I hear you loud and clear, clear and I've got I to turn it around and i got to get right with you. It's time, enough is enough, God. I want to be right with you. Father, I just pray for that person now. I just pray your mercy, your grace, your forgiveness, and hear their prayer, Father. Hear their prayer. I pray, God, that they would receive the gift of eternal life. They would remember Romans uh, 10, 9, and 10, that if they confess in their mouth and believe in their heart that they'll be saved. So just right now, confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. Ask Him to forgive your sins. Repent of your sins. Tell God you want to turn it around. Confess that He's Lord, and you too will be saved. Welcome back home. Father, I just pray for your church, Lord. God, it's time for us to get off the bench and to step into the things that you have for us, God, to accept, Lord, what you're wanting to do. And I pray, God, that our fire and our passion would grow stronger for you than it's ever been before. And right now, God, in this time of worship, God, would we just worship you, hear our prayer, and receive our worship. We thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name.